you know, the best financial advisors in the world are providing these nudges to people to get them to get out of their own way or, or to be able to make the best decisions for themselves so that they can take actions to, you know, essentially get them where they're really trying to go. Welcome to the All Things Retirement Podcast with certified financial planner, Anthony Alpha. Here's your host, Ben George. Well, Anthony, how many? How much have you read of Mark Twain? Is that a guy that you're pretty familiar with? No, not not really. I um, okay. uh, just know him from a uh, his uh, writings and you know Huck Finn, and that's right. pretty much it. But I know you know he's oftentimes quoted. Yeah, and that's the plan today. We're going to go through some of his quotes and and look at some of the wisdom that he's given us through the years. And these quotes all apply to finance and money. But they're still very, very, very accurate and appropriate today as they were when he first wrote or said these things. So that's the plan for today's All Things Retirement podcast, and uh, we're glad to have you with us. Anthony Alfo, if you haven't joined us before, is the certified financial planner and founder over at Cardinal Wealth Group. You can find him online at cardinalwg.com. You can also call him at 609-605-2808. But before we get into the Mark Twain conversation, I got a little getting to know you question. It's getting to know you time. We always try to do this from time to time to get to know more about Anthony away from the office, away from work. And today's getting to know you question is this. If you could call up anyone in the world and have a one hour conversation, who would that person be? Well, the first name that comes to mind is probably Tiger Woods, just because I really like golf and I basically grew up watching him just dominate that sport, and I'd probably just want to ask him a million questions from his childhood to what he was thinking in, in golf tournaments and you know his secrets and stuff like that. So I, I would probably be like a little giddy kid getting the opportunity to talk to him. I know he's not always a fan favorite out there. He's kind of got a little bit of a jerk mentality <laughs> known to be, but it's tough for me, you know, just watching greatness. And that's what he did over the course of, you know, 20 years of, you know, watching him grow up. So that's probably where I would make my phone call. Okay. Very cool. Well, appreciate uh, you letting us know and <laughs> opening up on that question. We'll try to do more getting to know you, but I thought that would be a fun question for this show. All right. So let's jump into this Mark Twain conversation. You're probably going, Mark Twain, what are we talking about Mark Twain for? Well, <laughs> he's got a lot of different quotes, really for anything, but we found six that really apply to money. And I think some of these are pretty funny, actually. And, and I'm going to share them with you and you, you kind of help me understand exactly what they mean. But I don't, e I don't even think that was his real name. That was like his pen name. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I don't. I don't know his uh, his real name, but I'm pretty sure that that was just. I don't know if you call it pen name or made up name or what. But yeah, pen name. It was Samuel Clemens was his uh, his real name. You probably have heard that at some point. Um, yeah, it's pro it's probably one of those uh, trivia questions. Yeah. You know, that that you get. Yeah, exactly. So Samuel Clemens, aka Mark Twain, said this first quote. Apparently, there is nothing that cannot happen today. What do you make of that? Well, that that sounds like a uh, such a truism as it relates to not just finance, but also in in life. And retirement planning is really about risk management and understanding the different types of risk that are associated with it. You're going to want to run different 
financial scenarios to see what happens if certain risks play out to see if you your situation is helpful to really deal with it. It's There's no point in going into retirement with blinders on. You're going to run into things that you might not really be prepared for. And so that's a great quote for not just life, but for retirement planning. Yeah, for sure. I like the second one because it goes against everything we've really ever heard before. But the lack of money, the lack of money is the root of all evil. Well, that's another interesting quote. I think that when you're thinking of that, or to me, the guarantee of having money coming in in retirement generally makes people a lot more happier, uh, at least studies have shown. And so when a lot of people are having all their money dependent on the market performance, it can really make for an uncomfortable type of situation. And so, you know, I think it goes to the, is the glass half empty or half full? So somebody having 50% of their yearly retirement income spending goal being met by a guaranteed income source like a pension and social security, you know, might look at that quote and kind of look at it in the terms of I'm off to a great start or might also feel like, man, I I don't have any of my retirement expenses really being covered. 50% is nearly not enough. So, yeah, I think that quote really touches on being, for me, about guaranteed income versus non-guaranteed income. Yeah, you got to have money in retirement <laughs> or else you're heading back to work or you're figuring out something else. So yeah. that's a big part of it. This third one is pretty funny, uh, especially with the the current state of things and just the world we live in, no matter what side politically you're on. But this one, I got a good laugh out of. Suppose you are an idiot and suppose you are a member of Congress, <laughs> but I repeat myself. <laughs> <laughs> man, it. I'm not sure what year he was around, early <laughs> 1900s. So it's, man, it's like history continues to repeat itself. So yeah, I mean, you know, when you're thinking about it, there's always so much control you can have when it comes to retirement planning. So whether it's a conservative or liberal politician as president, that's going to continue to happen for the foreseeable future. And yeah, the president doesn't necessarily control everything. You have the House, Senate, and the courts that also try to balance that. And, you know, their policies could help or stymie some of, you know, the policies that could affect your retirement. But at the end of the day, I would just say, let's focus on what we can control. Let's not worry about an election coming up and make guesstimates as to what could happen from that and just focus on what you can control at the end of the day. There you go. Well said. And I know there's a lot going to be happening with politics this year and the election. So 2020 could be a, a year to definitely remember that piece it of advice. It comes and it goes. Yep. yep. Every every year it's going to be the same thing. All right. So fourth one. I like this one. October is one of the particularly dangerous months for speculating in stocks. I don't know if you knew that, but the others are July, January, September, April, November, May, March, June, December, <laughs> August, and February. If you're not counting, that's uh, 12 months. <laughs> that's funny. Well, I mean, uh, historically, I think October has been known as a jinx month. And a lot of that really has to do to that some of the worst stock market crashes have taken place in October, such as 1929, 78, 87, and 2008. And there was a little bit of a sell-off in 2019 as well. So so that that's a little bit about October, but he's obviously mentioning the other months. But yeah, I would tell people that if 
if it comes to their own retirement planning, that if they want to do speculative buying, maybe make that part of your hobby and maybe let's just agree to separate that as outside from your retirement income plan needs. It's just really hard to create a predictable income stream when you're using more speculation on investments. It just makes it that much harder to assume a reasonable rate of return and that you're going to avoid large losses and really just organizing your money to create the income that you need. It's just very hard to do that from a speculation standpoint. Yeah. So bottom line, there's never a good time to try to guess the stock market and time it. That's uh, that's pretty clear. All right, yep. number five, we got this one. This one for you. How unfortunate a thing it is for a man to have wealth and for him to make a god of it instead of a servant. Well, I, I guess thinking about you know what money can do for you, maybe from a standpoint of if you were to look back on a life, or if you knew you only had a day to live or five to ten years to live, you know what would you do? with yourself or if you had all the money in the world you know what would you really want to spend your time doing the money at the end of the day is really a means to be able to do something and and finding fulfillment for most people is not going to be in amassing all this money at the end of the day and so i would tell most people you know spend the time on maximizing you know what you want to do with your life and and less about trying to maximize every little return and micromanaging it at the end of the day because life will pass you by. It will. It will for sure. This last quote is probably my favorite. And, I, and, and I've heard a lot of Mark Twain quotes and whether or not I realized they were him when, when I first heard them. But <laughs> It's a deep conversation of quotes right now. It's really making me uh, start <laughs> re reconsider my own life here. Yeah. This last one, though, is probably my favorite. And I, I just think this is a great piece of advice, You know, not only just for financial planning, just for life in general, but it's really, really true when it comes to planning for retirement, but the secret to getting ahead is getting started. That seems to hit the uh, old, you know, change right on the right on the head. I mean, I think change is hard for for anybody, and but once most of us get started, it's not so bad. It kind of goes with the I think it's a quote, but small hinges swings open big doors, and I think you know the best financial advisors in the world are providing these nudges to people to get them to get out of their own way or, or to be able to make the best decisions for themselves so that they can take actions to, you know, essentially get them where they're really trying to go. And, you know, the best advisors care about where you end up. They're going to spend the time and energy and they're going to be in your corner to make sure that you're implementing those small or big changes. But I think, most of the time, at the end of the day, it's a lot of just small little nudges that you need to change from a behavioral standpoint or, or maybe a product standpoint that really are going to help you in the long run. Yeah, for sure. So make sure you take that first step. Doesn't matter how early or, or late in your working career you are, it's always important just to take that next step and get started. And uh, the best way to do that is to sit down with an advisor, make a plan and start getting that process and that ball rolling. And Anthony's perfect for that. He can help you out with that. And he's happy to sit down and meet with you virtually uh, as things open back up around New Jersey in person when you're comfortable to do that. But you can you can access them online at cardinalwg.com. You can also call their office at 609-605-2808. So we'll end the deep conversation and uh, let's move to the mailbag now. Maybe a little bit lighter for us, Anthony, here. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. 
right, for uh, the question we have today, and again, you can send them all in through the website. Uh, just contact Anthony there. We'll bring him on the show and ask him here to get some get some guidance from Anthony himself. Uh, Samantha writes, unless something goes horribly wrong, we should be leaving a significant amount of money to our kids. But I can't decide if we should tell them about our plans now or just let it be a surprise. I'm certain that they have no idea what our net worth is like. Well, if I had to choose one, I'd say probably communication is a good way to go forward. You know, I think it's a great time to be able to have a family discussion and potentially a learning moment for your kids. I don't know how old they are, but maybe you can also teach them what you did and how you got to the position that you're in and maybe the sacrifices you made in order to create this. And those, you know, for some people might have been the benefits of hard work or having a budget, but on the other side of not just what you amass, but you, a teaching moment like giving to others or, or charities or, or the good that can come out of having a large amount of money is not all about needs to be all about materialistic things. So, you know, I, I think that that can really be a good opportunity for some good dialogue with your kids. And on top of that, maybe you also want to give them an idea of how you want that money to actually be spent because you maybe made some sacrifices yourself. And so some people might only want them to use it for things like a house or a wedding or emergencies. And maybe other people could care less how they use it. They're going to say, I'm gone. So use it however you want. If you blow it, that's it. So, you know, it really just depends on what your view of money is. But I do think that if you have the ability to communicate with them, that you maybe should. If, if they're too young at this time, then it wouldn't hurt to write it down and add it to your estate documents. And that way, in case you don't ever get a chance to really tell them, you know, at the right moment, it passes you by, at least you wrote it down in a letter to them. And that's a pretty common thing. That, that's actually something I did in my own estate plan, you know, knowing that Rosie's, you know, only one years old and, and Dana's younger too, my wife, and she doesn't have a ton of financial experience. She certainly comes to meetings with me now and is getting better and better acclimated with it. But I have a, a whole host of instructions for them if I'm not here tomorrow. That's a good way to do it. I like that. I might actually take that advice and follow that. But I hope that helps, Samantha, uh, for sure. But, you know, sitting down and talk to an advisor about it and figure out uh, what's what's best for you. But, you know, you know your family best, you know your kids best. So yep. um, sure that's, that's the way to go about it. All right. Well, thanks for that question. And if you ever have a question, send it in. CardinalWG.com is the uh, place to find Anthony and the Cardinal Wealth Group and also a lot of other resources. And the goal is always Cardinal Wealth is educate, enlighten, and empower. And we hope we did that on this episode here today. So Anthony, thanks for the time. Take care. And hopefully things are getting better and better in New Jersey every single week. Thanks so much, Ben. Yeah, you too. I hope everything's good down in the Carolinas as well. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.